I think it's quite interesting that Jesus called John the disciple whom he loved. Jesus and John were very close. John has very much to write about love in the New Testament. 1 John chapter 4, beginning in verse number 7. Behold, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. In this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent His only begotten Son into the world that we might live through Him. Herein is love, not that we love God, but He loved us, and sent His Son to be a propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. If you've watched much television lately, you've seen that commercial. The lady stands there and says, I love my EPB. We use that word love frequently, don't we? I love the New York Yankees. I love warm weather. I love particular foods and particular things like that. All of us have our specific loves that we talk about all the time. And we use that word so often. This morning I want us to appreciate what true, genuine love is all about. More than the food or the clothing or the weather or anything like that. Rightfully so, we expressed our physical love to our family, our husbands and our wives, our children, our relatives, our dear friends, and our members of the Lord's congregation frequently, and rightfully so. But in our lesson this morning, I want us to think about how love is taught in the Word of God. Let us see how much God and how much He shows His love for us in what He did to demonstrate that love. It's easy to talk about love. It's something else to do love. And that's the lesson we learn from the Word of God. Notice there again in verse number 7. 1 John chapter 4, verse number 7. Love is of God. God is the source of every love, of everything that talks about love. It's interesting the word love in the dictionary, if you look it up, it's used as a noun, an adjective, and a verb. I think it's quite interesting. Now we'll look at it that way. First of all, love is a noun. He says there that love is of God. That's something that God has and does. It is a feeling of strong affection and care. Desire to help and do what is best. In verse number 8, he talks about the fact that God is love. That's an adjective describing the nature of God. Who God really, really is. I can't see God physically, but I can see Him spiritually through the words that He has given me out of His book. And look in verse number 10. In the middle of the verse, He loved us and sent His Son for us. Love is a verb. That's an action word. It's something we do not just talk about. It's something that we perform. We live it in our lives every day. Now, we need to think about that as we practically live our lives every day. In my life, love is a noun. I have love for God. I have affection for God, my Father. I have love for His church. This local congregation here at Sidi. And all His people. And I should at all 
times allow that to be the guide and focus of my life. Love is a noun. That's who I am. And I did live that every day in my life. It's also interesting to mention that love is a verb. It's an action word. Something we do. It's easy to say, I love you. But that must be demonstrated by my actions. You want to know what love is? Look at any mother in this room who has been up in the middle of the night taking care of that helpless child. That mother will do anything and everything necessary for what is best for that child. That's what love is all about, isn't it? It's easier to say the words, I love you, but when she does all those things that she does. You see, a husband and a wife who have been married many years, their love is demonstrated not by the fact they say the words, I love you, but the way they treat each other. When you think about the Lord's church, it's easy to say, I love the Lord's church. But you see, when I love something, I want to be a part of it, and I want to try to make it better. Therefore, I will put my heart and soul and mind, just as I do into my wife and my children and my family, I will to the Lord's church. We take care of the needs of everyone that we have and do the best we can for them. We want to live our lives all day, every day, not just inside the church building, showing people how much we love God. And we demonstrate that again by our actions. Christian love has by its very primary object is expressed in the willingness to obey the will of God. Let's think about that. Turn with me to the Gospel of John chapter 15. John chapter 15. John 15, verse number 9, this is the night of the Last Supper. He's giving his last message to his disciples. Very shortly he would go out to be ready for his crucifixion. 15, 9 of John, As the Father hath loved me, so I have loved you. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you that your joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, than that a man lay down his life for his friends. Can you not understand every word that Jesus said there? Plain and easy to comprehend. This statement from Jesus describes very plainly for us what love is and what Jesus did throughout his life and his death to prove his love for us. Again, there's not a mama on this earth who wouldn't do anything in the world she could for her child and that's where the child's welfare. That's the way God made it. There was nothing that Jesus, nothing that God would hold back from you loving me and you for our salvation. So he sent Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. He gave him his all for love. And showing that through Jesus Christ. I want to make three points in our lesson this morning about love. Point number one. My challenge. I will love God. I will love God. After you've marked that down, turn with me to Matthew chapter 22. 
You know the very passage. It's such a familiar passage and so meaningful for us today. Jesus in Matthew chapter 22, beginning in verse number 36. When the lawyers trying to tempt Jesus said, Master, which is the great commandment of the law? You see, the Jews, especially the, the Pharisees, loved talking about the law. That's all they wanted to focus on was the law. What does the law say? Hundreds of laws in the Jewish commandments and legal system. Lord, which is the best of them? What's, what's important? Jesus said, verse 37, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. Did you notice he's used that third, short little three-letter word, all, three times in one sentence? When you think about all, that includes completeness, fullness, entirety. The teacher wants you to read all the book for the book report. The cook wants to use all the necessary ingredients to make the food. Everything is equally important. You can leave one letter out of the 26 letters of the alphabet, pick any letter, and you'll not be able to have all the words that you have in the dictionary. You use the ten digits that we have from zero to nine. Every one of them is valid and equally important in working a math problem, isn't it? If you leave one out, you're not going to get the correct answer. Same with our chemical elements. Same with points on the compass. Same with your clock. You've got a one through a twelve on your clock. You leave one out, it's not complete, is it? Jesus said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. In the same way that I need to appreciate in my life, I cannot love God completely without living all of my life to His honor and His praise and to His glory. My thoughts, my words, my deeds, my intellect must be focused on God. And my actions must demonstrate that. And the spirit that I demonstrate in my life demonstrates that I am loving God with everything I have in my life. I'm God's child. I'm a follower of the will of God. Therefore, I am willing to devote my life to God completely. That's more than Sunday morning for an hour or two. Sunday evening and Wednesday night and occasional prayers and things like that. When I love God with all my being, God is my way of life. Every thought, word, and deed I do or say or think will come with that motivation behind it. Therefore, as a child of God, I will dedicate my life to Him all day, every day. I will immerse myself, listen carefully, into being a follower of the will of God, His way and His will. I think that's a beautiful symbol that Jesus used in talking about baptism. You see, in baptism we allow ourselves to be taken under the water, out of our control. And how do we rise? Jesus said, to walk in newness of life. Dedicating ourselves to loving God with everything we have in our lives. I will love God. Point number two in our lesson this morning. I will love others. O-T-H-E-R-S. Turn with me to John chapter 15, verse number 12, beginning. John 15, 12. 
Again, the last time that Jesus had much private time with his disciples. John 15, 12, to those 12 in the room. This is my commandment, not optional, that ye love one another. How much, O Lord, as I have loved you. How did Jesus do that? By living an exemplary life and giving his life for us. Verse number 13. Greater love hath no man than this, the man lay down his life for his friends. Look down in verse number 17. These things I command you, that ye love one another. Jesus gave us the picture, didn't he? He said the words, but he demonstrated every day in his life. One day at a time. He was living his life and giving his last life, the last day of his life, before he was crucified on that crucified cross, dying for me. Throughout all U.S. history, many of you have been in the military, many soldiers have given their lives for their country. Many parents give their lives for their children one day at a time. You can't do it in one fell swoop. We as God's children should challenge ourselves to live our lives every day one day at a time to the honor and glory of Almighty God. We demonstrate that by dedicating our lives to His will. In so doing, we make our lives better. We make the lives of those who see us and are around us better. And we are living demonstration that God's way works. This is not a book of fairy tales and fablenologies. This is a book of a way to live my life now and forever. All because God loved us that much. Think how wonderful it would be if everybody in this world lived like that good Samaritan. Here's a man of another race. Here's a good Samaritan. He's on a mission. He's got a job to do. But he sees something more important. Demonstrating love. And he spent all that time with that man and then took him to an inn where someone could take care of him. He didn't know the fellow. He may have never seen him again. But he demonstrated what love is all about. And point number three in our lesson this morning. Because I love God, here it is, I will obey Him. O-B-E-Y. Don't we as parents, when our kids are two or three years old, you know, and sometimes they're kind of hard to deal with, they do what their own thing is, and, and sometimes by the time they get a little older and a little bit more mature, they realize, hey, Mom, I'm glad you showed me how to do that, or hey, glad I'm glad you, glad you did that for me. I love you. Thank you. They found out that obedience worked. On your job, in your profession, in school, you understand the necessity of obedience. When you're driving down the highway, don't you wish everyone who is driving a vehicle were obeying the laws? But it doesn't happen that way all the time, does it? Here Jesus said, you want to prove your love for me? Then do what I ask you to do. When I come to appreciate fully what God has done for me by His love, and I remember James chapter 1, verse number 17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights 
in whom there is no variableness nor shadow of, love, of turning. God is perfect. And he gave me love to demonstrate that. And everything that you and I have in our lives, blessings today, physically and spiritually, are coming from God. With that in mind, why would I not want to obey God? We're taught to follow the rules, and we understand it works in math problems, in diagramming English sentences, and on the job. We need that same concept in our lives as Christians and people living in this world. I want to obey God more than anything else in all this world. You see, too many people in this world today live the attitude of, it's all about me. I want to do my own thing. I don't care about anybody else. It's all right. You just go ahead and do your own thing. It's all all right. But when I come to appreciate who I am, an imperfect sinner, and I come to appreciate fully God's perfect eternal love and will for my life, then I will want to gladly follow His words, won't I? I will want to obey Him. And let's remember this. We often look at commandments and laws and rules and regulations as have to, got to. I really don't want to. If I had my way, I'd do it this way. Or I think this is a better way of doing it. But we've all learned, again, figuring out that mathematical equation. If you follow the steps that the teacher has taught you, you get the correct answer, don't you? When I come to appreciate in my life who God is, how much He loves me, how much He blesses me, how much He has, what all He has done for me, then I will gladly, lovingly, follow His will. You see, His will is always right. It's always perfect. God did not give us all these rules and regulations to show us how big and strong and powerful and tough and mean He is, not by any stretch of the imagination. He gave us all these rules and regulations and commandments not to burden us but to save us from our sins. God has always known what is best and right. And even as man has turned his back on God and run away from God, God has not turned his back on man. He has demonstrated continuously what love is all about. Because He wants us to be saved. He wants us to be in a right relationship with Him. I think it's quite important. We've read several verses from John today. In 1 John chapter 5, verse number 3, Jesus is quoted by John as saying, If you love me, you know the next three words, don't you? Keep my commandments. And then he goes on to say, His commandments are not grievous. God does not want to drive us into the dirt and show us how big and powerful He is and how weak we are. Because he loves my finite, infinite soul. It's a soul that's subject to temptation and sin. God said, I don't want you to live like that forever. I loved you so much. 
And I gave my son to die on the cross for your sins. Therefore, with peace, gladness, joy, and hope in my heart, I will submit my will to the will of God. As a result of that, I will be able to receive more blessings than I could ever even conceive in all of my life. And it even gets better, doesn't it? You've heard me say it a thousand times. When we've been there 10,000 years, bright shining as a sun, we've no less days to sing God's praise than when we first begun. God loved me so much. God loved you so much. He came in the form of a man, Jesus Christ, and died on Calvary's cross so that my sins could be saved, so that your sins could be saved, so that we could live lives of peace and glory and happiness and go to heaven eternally with God. As we stand to sing the song that's been announced as a song of invitation, could you find more love than demonstrated by God on Calvary's Christ? I don't think you could. Individually, yes, Christ died for the billions of the world. He died for me. He died for you. If you're not right with God today, what better time than right now to make it right? You believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? Repent of your sins. Confess that Jesus is the Son of God. Be baptized in water, meeting His water that, wa- water that washes your sins away. Rising to walk a new way of living in God's love. Or maybe you've done those things in times past, but you've wandered away. Falling away from grace. Maybe you need to repent of sin today publicly. If you're willing to repent of those sins and confess them, you can be back in God's favor. If we may assist you in doing that, let it be known by coming to the front as together we stand and sing the song.